Hello, and welcome to the weekly worship podcast for Fuquay Arena, United Methodist Church. We think it's important, not just that you listen today, but we would invite you to worship with us today. If you'd like to further engage your faith or the community around you and like to partner with us, uh, please visit our website, fvumc.org, for more information. Also, we'd love to hang out with you on a Sunday morning, whether that's live, online, or in person. Online on Sunday mornings on our website or Facebook page or YouTube channel, you can enjoy the venue with us, which is a worship service crafted for community online, or you can join our live in-person services online at 1010 for our contemporary, 1115 for our traditional. If you'd like to worship in person with us, we have worship at 9 o'clock and 1010 for our contemporary worship services and 1115 for our traditional worship. At the end of the day, we believe that when and where you worship is not nearly as important as that you worship. And so we're so glad to be with you today, worshiping together. Well, hey, everybody, it's great to be with you today. Um, today, I want to start with uh, an image, right? If you'll go with me for a second to uh, a park. Uh, early on a Saturday morning, there's kids just running everywhere. It's like far too early to be out of the house. And so you got all these sleepy parents that are there with their kids. Um, and in the back corner of this playground is one of those big swing sets, like, you know, six or eight swings. And kids are just going back and forth in all sorts of different patterns and rotations. And they're holding on to the front of their little, you know, toddler swing, just, ah, just a wind blowing through their hair, just having a good old time, parents sipping coffee. Now, I want to ask you a question about uh, how that moment came to be, right? This is a pro-level question. How do you push a kid in a swing? How do you push a kid in a swing? It's a trick question because the, the trick is you, you actually don't push a kid in a swing. You, you actually pull a kid in a swing, right? If you're going to really do it, you want to do it well, you want to do it right, you take your kid, you pull him back and back and back and back and back and back, and then you let him go. And whoosh, gravity, you know, does the rest of the work. Um, in, in physics land, we would say that you're entering some potential energy into the equation. You're going to pull him back, get all that potential energy. Uh, and then when you let him go, it all becomes kinetic energy. And they go from this state of rest, the state of potential into all the work uh, that's in front of them. And again, to stick with physics just for a second, all we have to do then, once they're going and gravity is doing most of that work, while we sip our coffee, is just add a little bit of VX you know, into the equation, just enough to overcome the coefficient of friction mu uh, as they, uh, you know, the all the friction that gets caused as the hair, uh, wind is blowing through their hair. Just, and that's all you do. Just sip and push, sip and push. But it doesn't take that much work because they're, they're in rhythm. They're just going back and forth and back and forth. Our lives, I believe, are intended to be lived in this effortless sort of rhythm between rest, potential energy, and work, kinetic energy between resting and abiding in the presence and the Spirit of God, and then being sent out uh, to go and do good work in our lives. Uh, this rhythm, I think, has existed since the very beginning. Um, from the very first pages of the Bible, it says that God created the world in seven days. Uh, God separates uh, light and dark. Uh, we get sky and ground. We get land and water. We get creepity crawlies that creepity crawl. And we get fish that swim. We get birds that fly. On day six... We get human. God creates humans on day six. Happy birthday. On day seventh, it says, he rested. On day seventh, God rested. Uh, that word, he rested, in Hebrew is the word uh, Shabbat, right? Or we would call it Sabbath. Now, uh, we tend to think about our pattern of life in the same way that we see God's pattern. Work, 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 
work, rest. But that's not actually our experience. That's God's experience, but it's not ours. Human came to be on day six. On day seven, our first full day on the earth, what did we do? We rested. We shabbated, right? We rested. We did nothing. We got a vacation day. The very first day we were we were set up, right? We didn't have to worry about where food was going to come from or how we were going to survive. God was providing all those things. We rested. It's almost like on that very first day, God just pulls us back. And then on the second day, whoosh, we began, we began to work. And when we live our lives resting and working, working from rest, I think we can just kind of add a little bit of VX into the equation and our lives feel like they're in balance. They feel uh, good and right. This hallowed day, right, that uh, we've come to call the Sabbath day, this time of, of rest, it's a chance for us to rest and to remain in God. It was so important to our well-being, so important to our way of life that God actually made it one of the Ten Commandments. It's one of the big ones. Um, that's how seriously God takes this, this idea of, of rest. It's a part of our life. Now, uh, if you've been with us for the past few weeks, you know that we've been in a series called Life in Boxes, holding it all together. And you may have noticed that we have no box uh, that we call Sabbath. We have no box that we call Sabbath. <coughs> we do, however, have a box that we've been calling Me Time. It's been sitting over in the corner the whole time, getting closer and closer. I will tell you, um, I, none of the rest of my friends felt like it was a good idea to put a me time box up here, um, but they were eventually uh, overcome by the, you know, the force of my, uh, my will, my belief that it needed to be up there. And they said, well, then you have to preach on it. Um, and the closer and closer we've gotten to this box, the more and more I've wondered if maybe uh, this is just my problem and not everybody else's. I told Chambliss, my wife this week, I said, well, I mean, this week is real relevant to me, but I don't know how universal it is to everyone else. We've been talking about how when we compartmentalize our life into boxes, we try to put everything in its nice, tidy space. We do that to try and control the chaos of our lives so we can go and be one person in one place, then put that back on the shelf and go and be another person in another place. But when we do that, it actually creates more chaos in our life because one of the things that we're doing is we're putting God in a box. Sometimes we've been calling it the church box. We put God in a box, and, and we've been saying that a boxed-out God cannot transform a boxed-in life. When we take God out of all these components in our life, disordering chaos becomes a part of it. We've been talking about what it looks like for us to live a, an integrated life, a, a holistic life of discipleship, uh, so that we can experience the goodness of the holistic salvation uh, that Jesus came to offer us. And I think Sabbath... Without God, like if we take God out of the Sabbath box, it's not called Sabbath anymore because we're not resting with God. I think a box that we would have called Sabbath without Jesus in it is called, it's called me time. Um, again, for me, here's what this looks like. Let's go back to our image uh, for just a second. Uh, in this metaphor, we've got all this, these parents, their kids are like enjoying life, effortlessly swinging back and forth. Um, and then you've got a parent at the end. Um, trying to push his kid. But instead of pulling his kid back and letting gravity do the work, uh, this parent is just determined to do all the work himself. And so while the kid is hanging straight down, this parent just pushes with all of his might, as hard as he can. And that kid swings out a little bit and comes right back. The parent stops him. And pushes again, comes back and stops. Pushes again, comes back and stops. Pushes again, comes back and stops. 
Think about how much effort and energy that takes and how quickly that parent is going to become tired. I think when all of our lives get out of rhythm, you know, and we're kind of, it's like we go to work, we head off into our lives, like whatever we're doing day in and day out, and we just feel like we just push and push and push and push and uh, it just wears us out. Like our pattern of work looks like that. We just work, 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 and then we got to take a break, right? We're That's because we're trying to live a life that looks like the life that God is. We're trying to put ourselves in the place of God. Work, 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 rest. It's not actually rest at that point in time. It's just, it's just a break. We spend all day, all week, pushing and pushing and pressing, burning the candle at both ends. And then we come home uh, anxious and worried about all the things that we just left, you know, at the office or wherever we were. Uh, we come up beat, beat up, uh, tired. And um, then there's like this just little silver lining of time that appears. Uh, and again, maybe this is just me. Um, but when I come home like that and I'm just beat up, I'm tired, I'm worn out, and I get some time just to myself, I... I just want to relish in it. Like, I just want to enjoy it. I, I want to do only what I want to do. Like, I find myself saying things like, I deserve this time. I have earned it. Um, and uh, when I don't have any responsibilities, I just kind of zone out and crash. And I do whatever I can, just kind of numb or dull, uh, whatever it is that I'm trying to escape. So, you know, six episodes of binged television show on Netflix in, you know, that moment where you're like trying to decide if you can watch one more episode before you have to get up and go to the potty. Like, is it worth, is it worth getting up at this point in time? Or, you know, it's like way too late at night and you're just sitting in front of your computer, just reading all the news that you want. No one's bothering you. You don't have to do it in between checking emails or whatever it is, or you're playing video games or whatnot. I don't know what you do, but like, I just end up staying up too late. I know, I know, I know this doesn't make any sense. Like cognitively, I understand it. But when I find myself trapped in this like little me time space, uh, it's like a, uh, I want to enjoy every ounce of it that I can. And I know when I wake up tomorrow, I know what's waiting for me. It's all the anxiety. It's all the worry. It's all the stuff that I just left and I'm trying to avoid. And so I just, I, I don't want to go to sleep because I know if I go to sleep, it's going to like be so quick. I have to wake up and do all those things again. And so I just sit there and I just see if I can hold on to like a little bit more of that time. Um, and I know I'm going to be tired when I wake up in the morning, but I'll just drink more coffee. Like I've got this me time and I'm going to take advantage of it. By gosh. Rest is a word that I think sometimes throws us off. When we talk about Sabbath, resting in God, um, you know, I don't know that that's the same thing as the rest that I think of in me time. Um, for me, the difference is not so much, much rest, uh, but I think when I'm experiencing Sabbath, more than just rest, I'm, I'm experiencing something that's restorative. That's restorative, that creates wholeness, that brings life, that brings order into my life, that uh, makes me feel like I can breathe again. It's, uh, it's a, it's a life-giving sort of feeling. We would call that restorative. But me time is rarely restorative. Uh, in fact, uh, it's kind of like a Twinkie. You know, you eat a Twinkie, it it feels it's, it feels like it's feel it. It feels like it's filling to you, like uh, you got what you needed. But at the end of the day, you're still hungry and you're not that healthy. Like it just kind of was like fake filling, right? It made made you think you were full, but you weren't really. Uh, and me time, I think, like has that same sort of. Class. I was searching for uh, an antonym right, for restorative, and I couldn't find one that fits. So I'm going to make up a word 
distortive. Me time is is distortive. It actually like strips away some of those things. Um, it's me trying to ignore or numb or dull out or not pay attention to all the stuff that I feel like I came into that moment carrying, but it doesn't actually bring me life. It just puts me back out into the world the next day to start pushing things back up again with less energy and more coffee, just trying to make it through the next day. Um, a few weeks ago, uh, I hinted at a story. We talked about it a little bit. Um, it's the story of Mary and Martha. Um, I'm going to read the version from Luke chapter 10, uh, verse 30, 38 is where it st- starts. It says, now they went on their way and he, Jesus, entered into a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him, welcomed him into her home. And she had a sister, presumably visiting because Jesus was there or that lived with her. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. So Jesus is teaching and coaching. Uh, It's just maybe just hanging out, is resting in the house. And there Mary is resting with him. But that's not what Martha was doing. It says, but Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and she asked, Lord, Do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? I deserve a break, right? Tell her to help me out, she says. But Jesus answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things, but there is only need of one thing, and Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. Now, there's a lot we could unpack uh, from that particular uh, passage of scripture, but um, I've I found this scripture particularly meaningful in the last few uh, weeks and months, uh, honestly, for myself in my own personal devotional life, because the the phrase that gets used um, first, just kind of by the narrator uh, Luke, to tell tell what the condition, what what Martha's state of being was, uh, and the phrase, the word that he used, the phrase sort of. Um, has this idea that um, she's being overburdened and worried, distracted and anxious. Uh, the Like a ru- rudimentary translation of the word would be like she's drawn away from sticking around, from like hanging around. She's drawn away. She's consistently being pulled away from resting there, from sitting with, from hanging out with, from spending time with Jesus. Jesus later refers to that as worry or anxiety. It's the same words that he uses when he's talking about the the birds of the air. They don't toil or spin in the grass and the flowers. They're not anxious about whether God will provide for them. Like they're just, they have what they have. God provides for them. And, And he says to his followers, you know, you shouldn't be anxious either. It's the same word that he uses to talk about her state of being. Like I can totally relate to Martha here in this moment. She's just like in the kitchen, she's setting the table. She's just pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And she goes to Jesus and she says, make Mary get up and push with me so I don't have to push alone. And Jesus says, why don't you come sit with us and let me pull you back, right? The work that she was doing was good work. It was important work. Um, But even as she was doing this work, it's like it was just burning her up and burning her out. Um, And she couldn't shut it down long enough to just go chill with Jesus, right? To just go and hang out. Uh, And if I'm real honest with myself, this is exactly what my me time is all about, right? I feel overburdened and worried and anxious and distracted, all for great reasons, right? But when I get a moment to myself, I just want to kind of be carried away 
from sticking around. I don't want to think about anything. I don't want to do anything. I just want to uh, sit, right? I would do anything in my me time to dull the spin for a bit, to disassociate from the stress, to kind of compartmentalize it out. But that is not the same thing as sitting and resting with Jesus. It's not the same thing as Sabbath. Uh, I had a mentor who um, shared an experience in his life. He was also a pastor. He said that uh, he had been talking to a mentor of his, and uh, his mentor told him, tonight when you go home, here's the prayer I want you to pray. It's going to help you uh, with all the things you got on your plate. And he's like, oh God, okay, tell me. Uh, and his mentor said, I want you to go home tonight. And when you lay your head down on the pillow to pray, just say to God, say these words, God, I have run the world all day and I am tired and I've done it for you, but I'm going to go to sleep for a little bit now. And I would just like to ask you, if you could just run the world for a little bit uh, while I rest, I'll take it back from you in the morning. I'll make it all happen. I'll keep the world spinning. But if you could just give me a break, I'd really appreciate it. Lesson learned, right? We're not the ones who keep the world spinning. God does. All the anxiety, all the worry, all the things that distract us, all the things that pull us away from sticking around, they're good things. Work is good. Work is not the enemy. It's not the problem. It's just that we are invited to work from rest. We're invited to, to swing into all the things that God calls us to do from a place of being drawn into the presence of God, right? There's lots of ways to do Sabbath well. I don't uh, pretend to be able to explain to all of us who are, you know, participating in this moment together exactly what it looks like for you. Um, I do remember uh, one time I tried to do some Sabbath work uh, by planting a garden. Chamos and I planted a garden together uh, pre-kid. I grew literally one okra, like just a okra, um, which does not make a meal, to be fair. Um, but I can remember like planting all the plants and getting the soil ready and building the beds and... Uh, watering it, making sure everything was in its proper place. And then I went out the next day to like check on everything. You know, there's like, there were no tomatoes. There was no squash. There was no okra. There was no nothing. There was nothing I could do to make those plants grow any faster. I just had to trust um, that while I did my work of tending and caring for the plants, uh, that God was going to provide the growth. Um, and as frustrating as that was for someone like me who wants it to happen and wants it to happen yesterday, um, it was actually really quite restorative. <laughs> For my soul. And I do not like that kind of work. I'm not a good gardener, so clearly. Um, so I don't know what it would look like for you, but here's some questions I'd like to leave you with today uh, for you to ask. What do you do that is actually restorative in your life? For Jesus, Sabbath was always restorative. In fact, uh, Jesus would heal people on the Sabbath and the religious leaders, they hated him for it. They said, you should do no work on the Sabbath. But, but Jesus said that the Sabbath day is a day of salvation for God's people. And so Jesus was regularly healing people, right? Using that same word for salvation, loosing them from the things that bound them up. Sabbath is intended to unbind us from the things that burden us so that we can be free and whole and restored. What in your life gives you that sense and that feeling of restorative? What is life-giving to you? What are you doing when you feel like you're being restored? Who's there? Who's with you? How does it feel in your body? Like, what are those things? Or maybe we could ask the inverse of that question. Uh, what do you do in your life that's destorative, right? What's the opposite of those things? Let's, let's stop that and try to make sure that we have a regular rhythm and pattern of doing things that bring us life. 
if that's a tough question for you to answer, you, you kind of trying to search it out. Maybe here's another way of, of getting to the same thing. Who in your life, when you see how they're living, their life seems to be in rhythm between rest and work. They're working from their rest. They seem to be pulled back into the heart of God so that they can work effortlessly. Like who, who are those people um, in your life? What are they doing? What's their Sabbath practice? Like what, what gives them uh, life? What restores their soul? Uh, could you ask them? Could you ask them? Um, we're going to put me time in its place today. Um, but here at the end of everything, um, I think all of us, maybe only me, but all of us, if we're not already doing it, uh, we need a little Jesus in our me time box um, because God desires for us to have life full life, good life, rich life, an abundant life. Um, but that life is only found when we find ourselves uh, drawn back into the presence of God so that we can work from rest. Uh, may that be true for you uh, this week as you head out into the places that you live, work, and play. Amen. Again, it's been great to worship together with you today. If you would like to engage your faith or the community around you, we'd love to partner with you in that. You can visit our website, fvumc.org, to find out more information on what that looks like or to reach out to us. I'd like to extend another invitation for you to come and join us online or in person on Sunday mornings live. Uh, and while you're on our website, uh, again, if this is a regular place that you find spiritual sustenance, we'd love to partner with you as we serve our community here in the greater Fuquaverina area. Um, fvumc.org slash give would help you uh, join with us in all of the wonderful work that happens in and through this family of faith here at Fuquaverina United Methodist Church. It's been great to worship together with you, and we look forward to doing it again soon.